up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. It's Monday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, so you know what that means. Time to talk some Q. Um, awesome. Coming to you live from the Uncle Steve Shake Studios in Cinnabonstead, New Hampshire. Uncle Steve had an incredible guy, incredible products. I'm for, I was trying to think 15 amazing flavors. Oh, wait, that's not no longer true after this weekend. 16 amazing flavors with the new Magic Ribs coming out. We had the samples this weekend at the house when we were down there for the Houston Livestock and Rodeo. And it is amazing. This stuff is going to uh, knock you guys' socks off. He nailed it on this. So check him out at UncleSteveShake.com. Follow him on the Facebook page, Uncle Steve Shake Nation, for all your shake updates and needs. Uncle Steve Shake, shake some on everything. Also proud to announce a new sponsor to the show, Joe's Meat Market in Royce, 107 East Main Street in Royce, Texas. Gabriel and his crew are absolutely amazing. Gabriel has opened a one-stop shop for all your barbecue needs, from the freshest meats to the freshest produce, all the groceries, rubs, seasonings, every sauces, everything you need, Gabriel has for you in that one-stop. And also, are you hungry when you go in there? Stop off, grab a bite, sit down, talk to the boys. All the Texas barbecue chapter boys are usually always hanging out there, having some wonderful food by the pictures and everything. And I it was wonderful. I had the opportunity to meet Gabriel this weekend. He came out for the night and uh, we had some fun. So yeah, I am proud and honored to be lined up with with Joe's Meat Market, 107 East Main Street in Royce City, Texas. Check them out. Let's see who we got in the chat tonight. I'm assuming by the messages earlier today, that's they're coming out for you. You're a popular gal in this neck of the woods in <laughs> all over the country, I suppose. See, and that's where everybody is. Papa Texas, what's up? Bat 13, what's going on? Oh, I see Greg Renby. I saw Greg. What's up, Greg, my brother? Thank and you for tuning in. Oh, my God. All these people. Tom's Food Factory, Judge Webb, Daddy Dutch. Yeah, of course I'm going to be late. That's every, every time you say don't be late, I have to be late. Chris Rosinski, what's happening? Simon, what's going on? Wes Phillips from the Pitmasters. Yes. Al Lunacy, Mad Max. Let's see. Don Judge. They're all. Woo. Big Rome, what's happening? Gabriel, what's up, brother? Johnny finally got a good guest. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate that, brother. <laughs> Chef Johnny, what's up? Oh, Chef Johnny, I was expecting you to come in here because you have a little connection with Miss Jess Bryles. Also. We go way back. 
way back, Chef didn't tell me this. It was also a little tough watching that show for any obvious reasons that I cannot confirm nor deny any outcomes. Uh, Randy, what's happening? Guggen, what's going on? Tim Rogers, what's up? How's everything in Vermont? Jeff Tobin. Aaron Leslie, what's up, bitches? I had a time with Aaron, man. We had great conversations, having a little of that brown water and uh, trying to come up with a couple of things of a little bit of some sort of collaboration type thing. Jeff Mullen, what's up? Hey, so John, you yes. might say water even better than I do. I know. And if, if I was still in my old studios, you'd be having an absolute ball with my old producer, Chrissy. She's also from Australia. Hey. So the Aussie girls would get together to team up on me. And yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, please welcome from Hardcore Carnivore, Miss Jess Priles. Hey. How's it going? It's going great. It's a beautiful Monday in Texas. Can't go wrong there. Can't, not at all. I'm, I'm still in Texas mode. You should be. Everyone's got a little piece of Texas that they're happy they go to. It's a happy place, you know? And it's Texas Independence Day this weekend, so everyone's got to smoke something in in uh, celebration. I'm in. I'm in on that for sure. So, just let's just start out for anybody who might really not know your whole story, you know, you were born in Australia, you know, how did you get to cooking, you know, growing up in Australia and how did you get to Texas? It's actually a pretty cool story, uh, I reckon. And, uh, you know, I reckon what we all probably have in common here is that we like eating food as much, if not more than cooking it, you know, like that's why you get into it in the first place. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I always loved eating meat, like really look forward to the night that my mom would do lamb roasts and stuff when I was growing up in Melbourne, Australia. But I never really knew, I wasn't really connected with meat or meat buying. I didn't know what cuts to buy. I, I was very intimidated by it all, had no idea where anything came from on the animal, wasn't really sure how to cook it and just felt like I would screw it up. So usually I just left steaks and stuff to eat out at restaurants, right? And then Australians are really good at traveling. Like we're really good at traveling the world and leaving our little island and going and seeing places. So I was really fascinated with the US and came over, came into Texas. God, it would have been 17 years, long time ago now. Um, had my first taste of barbecue and it was the best thing I had ever eaten. It was beef back ribs, which by now today's standards would have been pretty shitty, honestly. The restaurant's not even open anymore. Um, but I just remember thinking like, this is so freaking delicious. And I obviously, you know, I fell in love with Texas and came, kept coming back here, got more curious about barbecue and how to cook it. And as I was learning more about barbecue, you know, one, especially when you're tackling something like a brisket, that the first step is the raw product and you have to start understanding, well, why does this brisket look so different from the brisket that I get in Australia? And there were all these questions that kept coming up more than answers. And so 
I started working with some butchers in Australia to like understand because we had British style cuts there, you know. So if you went and ordered a brisket, you were going to get a roll trim flat. And I was just really frustrated, but determined to get to the bottom of why this thing can have the same name and be so different. And and that sort of research started unlocking so many things about barbecue and grilling and meat cookery and meat selection. And it sort of just went from there. And so over the years, I've sort of, you know, worked with butchers and visited slaughterhouses and, um, you know, bought myself an offset smoker and thought, we'll just give it a go because I feel figure if I can cook on that, I can cook on about anything. And and they culminated last year. I got oh, that certificate, um, which is my meat science graduate certificate from uh, Iowa State University. So I, I went full nerd. I went <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> so you you moved to Texas now. Now, had, had did you start any of this? while still in Australia, or did it really all happen here in in the States? It started in Australia. So, like, I visited Texas as a, as a traveler, and then I came back and forth for the next, like, five years. I would come over once or twice a year, and I was kind of working nearly like a barbecue missionary in Australia, like spreading the good word of barbecue, because mm-hmm. um, barbecue was starting to take off there. The whole shrimp on the barbie thing is kind of bullshit. That's an American thing. So Australians don't typically have a great culture of barbecue. It was very much about burnt cheap sausages on a gas flat top, you know, like it's certainly communal and social, but it's not great in terms of the eating. And so much has changed now because that American style cue has taken everyone by storm. Um, And they, you know, you couldn't even buy an offset smoker in Australia. They didn't even know what it was, you know, 15 years ago. So, um, so it started when I was still living in Australia and then eventually I just really, I, I, I needed to move over here. I had, I both, you know, I needed to be closer to the source of barbecue. And so in 2015, I eventually moved. All right. All right. Kevin Hernandez, what's going on, brother? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry we weren't able to meet up. It was, it was crazy this year, but uh, good news is there's always next year in Hopefully, maybe even before that, brother. Um, so that's awesome, Jesse. So when did you decide you wanted to start making the rubs and the seasonings? Or was it something out of necessity? That's an awesome question. It was It was actually, um, it, was, it was for the most purest reasons. So... It was about a year after I moved to Texas and I had my website, which has lots of recipes on it. That's under my own name. And I was kind of introducing myself. I'm like, what the fuck do I call myself? Like I kind of barbecue for a living, but I don't have a restaurant. Like people weren't used to, mm-hmm. you know, creators and influences weren't a thing back then. So it's like, well, I, hi, I'm a hardcore carnivore. Nice to meet you. Right. Like everything in my life is related to me. Um, and I, I had T-shirts and I had recipes and all this stuff, which way back then, I mean, barbecue family is always a family, but then it was a really, really niche, tight-knit community, you know, linked on on Twitter, which was huge back then kind of thing. And so I had this following on social media. People were buying my stuff and they were like, when are you going to open a restaurant? And I was like, definitely not on the cards. 
And I just kept thinking, well, how can I share the way that I think things should taste with people beyond just my recipes? And um, I had this idea at the time, activated charcoal was being used very predominantly in things like shakes and health food crap. And I just thought it would be super cool to see what it would be like in a rub. And so black was our first one. And for, for most folks who are watching, if you have used a black seasoning today, it, you know, I'm, I'm just, just going to toot the horn and say, it's probably because of the one that we put out. It yeah. spoils a lot of copycats, but it's nothing like the original. That's it. Now, now that's the, the charcoal, right? Yes. Yeah. It, it's jet black in color. Yeah. In, and now we in have the, like 10 or nine or 10 in the line. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. One, two. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's nine, possibly 10, depending on what where you consider the amplifier. No, That's it's 10. And then we have a fried turkey that comes out only at the holidays. Fried turkey seasoning. It's jalapeno, sage, and garlic. It's really good. Oh, my. I know. Thanksgiving's my favorite gluttonous holiday of all time. <laughs> I'm oh. reading all the comments here. Everyone's so nice about their use of black. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and with with that with the black seasoning, you know, it it kind of throws people off, like you said, you know, it's it's black. Mm -hmm. While everybody's trying to get these certain color tones, and you know, or you know, oh, what is is it gonna throw the taste off? Well, the charcoal it's odorless and tasteless. Mm -hmm. so it's everything else that's in it that is gonna come to the top. You're just gonna get black is gonna be the color. Yep. That's it. You can have any color you want as long as it's black. <laughs> it's the old Ford model, hey? Absolutely. Absolutely. And yes, Chef, we are going to get to that because I took advantage of being down in Texas this week at my all have to stop at HEB. You got it. We were talking with the boys. And Jess, what do you think about this? Where have we come in life, at least age-wise, that when we travel... It used to be, oh, we need to hit this restaurant and this bar and this, this, and this, this. But when we and the boys travel to Texas now, we have to hit our must-goes to our H-E-B, Bucky's, and Academy Sports. <laughs> well, the funny thing about that is H-E-B, Bucky's, and Academy Sports are all hardcore carnivore dealers. <laughs> so I guess we're in the right places. <laughs> Yeah, but absolutely. tell me what's your what's your go to at HEB? Like, what are your must have items, or do you just like seeing what new stuff they have? I like seeing what stuff they have. Um, I'll go to a lot. So you know, some of the seasonings, the different sauces, and because I got to mail all this stuff back, so Uncle Steve ships everything I buy down there. I basically go grocery shopping. And the, the must-haves I have to get, Duke's mayonnaise, blue plate mayonnaise. Okay. The couple couple different sauces and seasonings. Julio's tortilla chips. Oh, so good. Right? It's the MSG, the boys, man. It'll get you every time. Yeah. I told the boys last year, I go, you guys got to try these chips. These are the best chips ever. So, yeah, I really – nothing. When we, we – came down two years ago to pick up I had a custom pit 
built in Austin at Backline Fabrication with Ryan Newland. And I had obviously with the trip, I had the whole family. So I was bringing down my Yeti coolers with me. So we went nuts and we hit, you know, brisket, ribs, chickens, flash freeze them in his freezes, put them in the Yetis to make the 2,000 mile ride back to New Hampshire. And ah, it was fantastic. But yeah, it's nothing really in particular. I just love the fact of the way the stores are down there. You know, there are so. Oh, yeah, we're, we're so spoiled. Yeah. You know, and you forget, like, I, I don't do them as much anymore, but I used to do a lot of barbecue classes traveling all around. And one of my favorite cuts to demo in class is to take a top blade roast and butcher it into a flat iron. It, it, you know, it's a great demo of butchery. It's a great cut. You can talk about tenderness and um, the Warner Bratz, the sheer force test, all this. You can nerd out. It's great. But I was like, this is great. It's not a super common cut, but, you know, you can track it down. And I remember it was like I did a class in Little Rock and I'm, I'm like, well, it's a capital city. Like, surely they could not get it. They just they couldn't find no butcher store in town or grocery store would carry it. And I'm thinking, like, I can go into my HEB and say, like, what do you want? You want grass fed? You want wagyu? You want, you know, like. We're so spoiled here. Even when we go to Memphis in May, I was doing stuff with Kingsford last year and cooking for their VIPs. And you know, you want to go and you want to buy really nice produce and you get to the grocery stores and you're like, this is sad. <laughs> this is sad. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you know, the meat mark, the meat counter down there, it, it was amazing compared to up here. Cause like you said, there's, there's Wagyu briskets on the shelf. You know, we got to order from, you know, wherever we get them, Snake River Farms, yeah. you know, Kevin down in, in Pensacola with the Wagyu's. And it's like I walk in HB and I can have my pick or whatever else. We were buying I bought two today, John. I'm telling you. With they, yeah. they stock Mishima Reserve and they stock Snake River Farms. Like, it's nuts. Yeah. And we were buying shrimp. We had a little uh, shrimp oil for lunch before we hit the grounds for the rodeo one day. And I turn around and I'm staring at like these three or four beautiful tri-tips. And it's like, oh, I wish I could get those because we don't really get those up this in the Northeast either. Yeah. It's I'm And then, then I hear, oh, this is rare time, folks. So you had, last time I did, you had HEB. Then you had HEB plus. Now I have the news broken to me on Super HEB. What the fuck? I and, could have one of those. And in Houston, they have a Mi Tienda, which is their Spanish, like Mexican goods store. So they have a whole line of like, the Mi Tienda tortillas are the best. They're in the refrigerator section. I'm like, this is not paid, by the way. This is just someone who loves eating, talking to other people who love eating, right? Their flour tortillas, they bring in from Mexico and you heat them up yourself. So I haven't been there yet. I want to go to the one in, in Houston, the Mi Tienda in Houston. Yeah. What's up, boys? Oh, there's the boys. Grab them in the brisket. What's up, fellas? Did I you see so them this weekend? I missed them. I missed them. They did. I um, I had messaged Jonathan once I got to the grounds on Friday. I'm like, yo, I, I go, where are you guys set up? And he's like, dang it, man. We just left like a half an hour ago. 
So it was, I was so pissed because I wanted to meet those guys because they're yeah. great. I love, them. I love their show. They got a great format. I like, I love what they do. And uh, I did a bunch of content on Thursday. I was there all day. And awesome. it was, I was just banging, a, you know, 10, 15 minute little clip interviews. And it, it was magical. It was magical. I got to thank Big Rome and uh, Bam Bam. To, uh, they were coming out for helping me out and with all of them, and it was good. It was great content for sure. But uh, but yeah, I wish I could have met uh, the brisket, grab them in the brisket boys. I'm still on a little jet lag, I think. The the, the brain and the mouth ain't connecting right. Not that they always do anyway. Take a shot, you'll be fine. And that brings me to the other one. Daddy Dutch had said, yes, don't forget. H-E-B, Bucky's and Academy, and Specs. Okay. <laughs> Have you had a sandwich from Specs? They sell sandwiches at a liquor store? It, that's not, their deli is like legit. They have burgers and sandwiches. We what can pass an alcohol. Uh, so you go and you load up your basket and then you get like a big ass like pastrami to go as well. I had no idea on this wonderfulness. That's it. I'm Uncle Steve. Get my bed ready. I'm coming back. <laughs> God damn! I didn't know the liquor store sells. This is tech. This is why I love Texas. Who can go get a pastrami sandwich at a liquor store? True. God damn. <laughs> Man. Something for next time. You always have to save something for next time, right? That's it. And if any of y'all down there are holding out on this information from me, we're going to have issues. Oh, I'll maybe they said it depends on the location. Well, my location in Austin, the one the one in Sunset Valley, that has a massive deli in it. Uh, and there's the boy saying it depends on the specs location. Then Uncle Steve, not all of them have, but a few do are great. See, Steve, right. you got to take him to the good one. Yeah. <laughs> So to come back, just back quick on your seasonings, you have the black, which was the original, the OG, then red, camo, Tex-Mex, sweet, chili lime, the new Cajun, which I was unable to find while I was down there. So to you. <clears throat> oh, I'm all about that. The Cajun seasonings. It should have been at Academy already, though. But okay. Yeah. Then there's the Texas jalapeno salt, which is limited. I noticed. So you're only doing a small batch of that. We limited where it was released, and then it got so popular that everyone demanded we make it available all year round. Like I thought it was going to be like a little seasonal thing. Yeah. So we, we will be making that part of the regular lineup. Anything. All right. Cool. <laughs> and then you have the Amplify. Yes. In your burnt end sauce. Yes. That sauce is delicious. Thank you. It is fantastic. And you have a wonderful chili mix. That I haven't tried yet, but I'm about to. Good. I I have to say I'm also pretty proud of we have a lot of tools and gear as well, yeah. which is a little bit unusual. But 
when I would make these videos, you know, there was certain gear that I wanted to use. Like I was using a six inch semi-flex boning knife, which all every butcher and every meat cutter that I'd ever seen, like that's a standard. Like if I go and hunt the deer now, I won't take the back strap out with anything else. That's what you're supposed to use. Mm -hmm. And it just, it wasn't being used by the barbecue community. Back then people were trimming their briskets with like chef knives or like big ass carving knives. And you know, it's the right tool for the job. So there's, we don't have heaps, but we have specific things like the serrated brisket slicer, the six inch, six inch semi-flex boning knife or trimming knife. And the big one that I'm actually really proud of, we've got grilling gloves, we've got nitrile gloves that we just launched that are like super thick and textured the whole way. So Ooh. like a micro texture, so you're not slipping and sliding. Um, but our disposable cutting boards are probably the one, the thing that I worked really, really hard to find someone to bring that to market for sure. And Daddy Dutch Barbecue out of Lamar's Iowa, he literally brought a check-on bag to Houston this year so he could fit your disposable cutting boards to bring home to Iowa. Because that's oh, all thank what you. He, that's all. awesome. Yeah. That's badass. But, but yeah, the, your products, I love them. They're amazing. But what I also like is you have two bulk options. Mm -hmm. You have the the bulk refills which I believe are around 58 ounces, 60 ounces. Yeah, it depends. It's basically four times a shaker quantity. Yeah. And then if you want to go all out, you got the 10-pound boxes. The big boy 10-pounder, for sure. That's it. Go big or go home. And, you know, it's so funny because we introduced that for food service. And I was like, well, you know, we don't, we don't push that too heavy because, you know, it's hard. I don't know. It's just, it's a weird food service is a weird world. But then we get this email one day randomly. And it's like, Oh, hi, I'm the executive chef at SeaWorld in San Diego. And then they're like, so somewhere in SeaWorld San Diego, they're using a lot of Tex-Mex seasoning to make something. Uh, I might have to go visit this summer and, and check it out. Hey, at least they weren't asking for a seafood seasoning. Right. I'm so glad you like, I'm so glad you like the boards. I'm, they're really like, they're so important for food safety. They're so great for cleanup and ease of use. Like it sounds like you, you've already figured out the secret there. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I want to wait on the sausage because we used it a little different the next day. Oh, I think it would be something right up your alley, too. Oh, <clears throat> it's a bunch of fat guys hanging out at Uncle Steve's compound, <laughs> food all day long, then going to the cook off and Sounds eating great. all night long. Let's jump in to, like you were saying, your certificate behind you. Sure. What is a meat scientist? So meat scientist is someone who, so there, there's a conversion of muscle when it actually becomes meat. And there's a lot of things to do with meat, but effectively meat science is the study of both safety and quality of meat. So things, everything from pre-slaughter, actual slaughter processes, 
um, immediate handling of the meat. There's a direct proportion of how fast a carcass needs to chill in order to have the best water holding capacity in the muscle, basically mm. making it tender and juicy, related to the pH level at time of, of um, rigor mortis, which is where aging comes in. There's so many different factors that we can look at down to the very, very core of just those bonds that form and tense muscles and how we undo those um, to give us better quality meat. Uh, and that works hand in hand with like ag science and animal science where you might look more at animal nutrition and genetics and feed, which also has a lot to do with it. But meat science is very much about the actual study of meat and the safety of meat as well. So those are the scientists that are looking at things like cured meats and, and what ratios need to be in order to be safe, but also, you know, how, how what a sausage batter and emulsion should look like or how, what bologna should be to give a great result where it doesn't leak water and it's not going to get dry and all of that stuff. That's all meat science. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> now, here's the question everybody asks. The sell-by date. Is it a hard line or are you good as long as the cryovac is still sealed and there's no air getting in there? So, because people do wet age briskets. Yeah. So if you're going to buy a brisket at a store and wet age it, you know, 14, 21 days, you're going past that sell-by date. Right. So – a couple of things. First of all, anything to do with flavor is a personal choice, and I'll get into that in a second. Um, there is no law that covers best befores on meats. Um, there's actually the stores are not forced to sell it by that day. Um, it is just a suggestion. They also can only do an educated guess on it. I mean, every animal is different, how the meat was treated, you know, what sort of environment in. And we know it needs to be kept beneath 40 degrees to be safe, to not have anything, you know. So if, you, if you're taking it and putting it from a fridge to a fridge and it's not getting into the danger zone, things like that. But effectively, if we're not talking about vacuum seal and just talking about meat in general, yeah, if you get it home and, and you forget about it and it's a day after the best before the use by the sell by and you open it, you smell it and it doesn't smell bad, absolutely you can use it. The smell is going to be the number one indicator for mm -hmm. rancidity in meat rather than the color or the appearance. Uh, unless it has stuff crawling on it and then you're in a different territory, right? Yeah. But when you put something in vacuum, you're, you're obviously wet aging it and you're keeping it in an anaerobic state. The thing is, this is where personal preference and flavor comes into it. Dry aging affects flavor and tenderness. Wet aging only affects tenderness, but it starts to affect flavor in a bad way after you leave it for too long. So you'll start mm -hmm. getting minerally ceramy tastes and you can start denaturing the protein to where it actually becomes quite squishy and unpleasant. So most of the data and the scientific studies that we have will show that there is no significant increase or benefit to wet aging over 28 days. And you have to remember for what it's worth from a scientific perspective, wet aging is aimed at things like steaks that we're gonna be cooking to medium rare that have a very important uh, we're, we're, sorry, where where tenderness is going to be really important. Mm -hmm. With something like a brisket, 
you actually don't need to wet age it in theory, in, in my opinion, because you're cooking it beyond the tenderness that any aging can offer anyway. Okay. So the whole point of aging is that you're allowing natural enzymes to break up the actomyosin bonds that have held the animal in rigor. And so you're letting it start to relax. And you're also creating space between those fibers that water can distribute, giving you more juiciness. There's a lot of stuff at play. Uh, but if you're going to cook it to the point where you're even converting that collagen to gelatin, you're cooking it more and you're, you're, you're manually tenderizing it with heat more than aging could ever do. All right. Sorry, there you have it. On. No, it's not boring. I love that stuff. <laughs> I love that stuff. Right. Um, I'm going to jump back onto your web page a second and tell me about the cookbook. Because the cookbook, the cookbook is also a shock called Hardcore Carnival. Um, and I wrote that one um, in, I think, 2017 I wrote it, but it came out in Australia first and then it came out in the U.S. And it's it's not just a barbecue or grilling book. It's a meat book. So there's a bunch of different techniques and methods in there. And, you know, it's hard because I've been doing this for over 15 years now. And um, <laughs> that's so mean. Love you that's too. That's so mean, Johnny. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been doing this for over 15 years and you put stuff out there and it feels like a lifetime ago, right? Like I, there are so many new things that I've learned since then, different recipes and, yeah, that there's – I'm very proud of it, and I think it's a beautiful book with some beautiful recipes. But I, I would definitely consider giving giving a second book a shot. All right, all right, yeah, I I, I got to get the first one. I have to add it to my collection. I just got. I nerd out on cookbooks. I have an entire collection of them, and I just love them. But don't you love my friends? They're fantastic. I I what wouldn't have them anyway. What a bunch you are. Oh, Lep, what's happening? JB, what's up, brother? It was great seeing you and Mary out at uh out at the cook-off. That was fantastic. Um but yes, but also you do technically have a second book, but it's more of a keep the shit straight book in your pitmaster log book. <laughs> That I know where you were going there. You got me. That is brilliant. Thank well, you. how did how did you come out going? I'm gonna put this out to keep everybody's shit straight. So it's actually I'm I'm gonna do my own horn again. It's actually even cooler than you think, right? So on, on at face value, what it is is a really beautiful journal where you can it's got a recipe template in there that I worked really hard on so you can write everything down the weather the temperature the smoker steps like all of those micro details about your cook so mm -hmm. every time you adjust it you write down notes you give it a rating and then you're supposed to ultimately evolve and end up with these perfect recipes in this beautiful journal that can then be passed on in the same way that grandma's recipe book was passed on but the really cool part is that i ended up finding this stuff called stone paper which is paper that's actually made from limestone. So it's tear-proof, sweat-proof, blood-proof, freeze-proof. So you can have it out there with you 
and it like can handle being out in the barbecue area with you. Oh, you covered the gauntlet. Oh yeah, I don't fuck around. Damn straight, girl. Oh. <laughs> oh, now I'm even more excited. Jesus Christ, Dutch. I should because <laughs> it's just funny. It's it's classic comedy. You can't you can't pay for this type of comedy. You can't. And here you are getting it for free. Incredible. Free after I literally got it for free for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days straight. You know, but it continues. And like I said earlier, I wouldn't have it any other way. These are my boys. I love every single one of them. I'd lay it down for each and every one of them. And I'm I'm truly blessed for everybody in this chat. These are a bunch of good guys. So let's talk about one in particular friend of mine who likes to obviously bust my balls. Everything you do with the Texas Beef Council. You know, um, do you just work with them? Are you an advisor? No, I just I I just have worked with them in different contexts over the years you know it it started as just developing recipes for them back in the day and um then they they have these different things that they try and do like way back when they hosted a uh best butcher in texas competition and it was it was it was very niche but um they asked me to be the host you know because i can speak to butchery i know a lot about mm. butchery and cuts and, and things of that nature but i can also get on a microphone and bang out some words so i hosted that for them and then they had an idea to do the barber quest series um which started like i was only in episode one to begin with and kelsey is the host and then for season three of barber quest it did so well for them and they got it on hulu that they're like, all right, season three, we want to take it back to the ranches and make it about that and go mm -hmm. it beyond the pit. And we need someone who knows what they're talking about. So we want you to co-host with Kelsey because Kelsey, Kelsey is great and she's discovering barbecue, but she doesn't come from that ag background. Um, so they asked me to do like, it was all just very organic. I've worked with them. They know what I do. They, they trust it. And then when they decided to launch their ultimate beef loving Texan series, uh, where they found an ultimate beef love in Texan, uh, yes, and they asked me to come and judge it. Oh, but just jumped around so much. I'm sorry, Jess, but we're gonna hold beef love in Texan for just one second because Randy had actually put a comment to bust my chops on everything. Hallow lube, don't knock it till you try it. I do know a little insight of a certain recipe you have for beef tallow body butter. Yeah. That's right. I can't it, comment on any other uses aside from moisturizing right? skin. So he's no, always. Nor would I have you. But the tallow can be used as a moisture, skin moisturizer. It's very similar in makeup to human sebum in our skin. So it it can and it should. And why not? 
I mean, if you fry your eggs with the morning and moisturize your face at night, rock and roll, right? There you go. Perfect. <laughs> I just found that. I saw that comment. I'm like, oh, yes, the body butter. <laughs> you've, done, you've done your homework. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a mailman by trade. So I'm out and by on the road by myself in my head, which is a very dangerous place to be. Can I tell you an awesome mailman story? Please do. So I was leaving gym, driving home, and I stopped in the truck behind this other truck that has this huge sticker all over the back of the truck. And it says Twisted Oak Barbecue and like an Instagram thing. And I was like, fuck it. I'll look it up. Like I'm at a stoplight. And I just, I looked it up because they had this big sticker and it's this guy who's following me. And I'm like, hey, I just saw your, you know, like, hey, your sticker works. Have a really nice day. I was sitting behind you in traffic. And he goes, oh, I know where you, <laughs> I know where you are. I work at your local post office and I actually deliver your mail. <laughs> and then the next week, one of his hats was in our mailbox. He just dropped off a hat for us. So oh, it's like, awesome. it's a, it's a really fun thing to, I don't know. I think it was a great example of like, just taking the time out of your day to be nice to someone and say hi. And, you know, yeah, that's what can yeah. happen. Like I said, I've been on my route now that I'll be on this till the day I retire. Um, but, I, you know, I talked to a lot of my customers and there was one customer that we always talk and he's like, you know something? Obviously, I know you and I know you. But when I first met you, your voice, I knew your voice from somewhere. And I, he goes, I just can't place. I'm like, I don't know. You know, um, my route is in a very affluent section of town. Okay. You can't see the backyard, so you don't know the goody tools they have sitting back there. And he was coming out of his driveway, and there was a pile of wood. I'm like, what's the wood for? He goes, oh, for my smoker. I'm like, well, I... I go, really? You don't say. He goes, yeah. He goes, do you barbecue? I go, yes, I do, as a matter of fact. And he goes, so you barbecue. You're Johnny Max. <laughs> I listen, I've been listening to your show for years now. He goes, holy shit. I know you've said you were a mailman on the show, and it just never clicked. Oh, oh yeah, a couple years. But oh, it was it was funny. That's so good. But now I'm constantly going, hey, what's new? We well, got any recipes? I fucked something up on this. What did I do wrong? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't with you. Invite me over. I'll get a beer. We'll get a little brown water and we'll have some fun. Awesome. But back to on track. The Beef Love and Texan show. Sure. It was a three part series which was wonderfully done. As the judges, it was you, it was Miguel from Valentina's, who, my opinion, the best breakfast taco on the planet, the real deal, Holyfield. Incredible. And then, um, for, for the life of me, I can't remember the third gentleman who was... Ali Khan. Yes. Ali Khan. Mm -hmm. And you had the hungry who's... Houstonian yes. versus our very own near to dear 
Chef Johnny's Texas style barbecue and cuisine. Yes. How was that whole process? It it was it was unbelievable and honestly, I felt sick for them because there was so much on the line and like sick with excitement and they're like cool as cucumbers, you know? And Johnny's like I got this. And I've known him because Johnny has taken one of my classes before and we've all, we've kept in touch. Okay. And I think what he does with the schools and, and his teaching yeah. is amazing. And he's, you know, got this great YouTube channel. And we, I, I watched them and the amount of cooking that they had to do with the time limits, like they were set really aggressive challenges. And I just, I think, you know, to be able to go and put yourself under that kind of pressure mm -hmm. and perform like Johnny did, like y'all, y'all don't even know. Like you got to see the edited version. I got to see him pull off like some of the most amazing dishes in very limited time and execute them really well. You know, it was really yeah. impressive. You know, because he was telling me the the whole everything going on through the whole process and there was one of the with the steak that you know you and Miguel absolutely loved it the other judge was like it was a bit too he goes he goes man Jess and Miguel he goes he goes I thought Jess was going to jump over the table at him he goes I get really passionate defending those sort of things like for real you know but I think Ali, Ali's been on like Food Network, and so I think he was just trying to be nice to everybody, or or maybe introduce a sense of, you know, like, ooh, what's going to happen? And I'm like, immediately no. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. I'm gonna. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. So, Chef. Johnny met up with us at the rodeo, him and Miss Libby, on Friday night. I'm standing with my back behind him. So he, they came up behind me. He might, may or may not have grabbed my rear end, spun me around and said, hey, boy, look at this. And... Threw it out the, I shined it up so you can see it. So I, I was just, what I'm really seeing is that you went all the way to Houston to take a photo of another man's crotch, but. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, that was Daddy Dutch who actually took that photo. <laughs> it, that was a hell of a belt buckle. And the funny thing is like when the competition started and we had no idea who was going to win, I just, I looked at that and I thought that thing's as big as Danielle's head. Like, I don't know what she's going to do if she wins it. And you just know, like, aside from the fact that everything he cooked was incredible and he deserved it, it was like, you know who's going to rock that belt buckle, you know? Oh, yeah. You know who's going to wear it and make it look good. <laughs> the check's in the mail, Jess. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, but, yeah, it was a great show. Um, they did a fantastic job with it. Um, I'm glad. You know, the insight you were able to give with your expertise was awesome. Um, 
I have to tell you as well, not to detract from it. You you guys can watch it online still if you haven't yet at uh, beeflovingtexans.com. You can see all the episodes and see what Johnny cooked. But I haven't said too much about it recently, but I actually have an another show coming out later this year. And I can't say what it's called and I can't oh. say where it's airing, but it's a full-on 10-episode Oh, okay. On the TV channel. So, so that's pretty exciting. So, folks, keep the eye out on all Jess's social medias for that little nugget. Yep, yep. But I need to know what you thought of the sausages, man. I'm getting there. I'm sorry. I'm excited. Calm down. I wonder right, which flavor was it. your favorite. Let's, let's get to it. So I knew we were talking and we had scheduled for today. And then I'm looking, I'm like, oh, that's perfect because I'm leaving for Houston on Wednesday. I'll be back Sunday and we got Jess on Monday. So, of course, we're on the way back, on the way from the airport to the house. We get to the house, settled in, first trip. All right, trip number one to HEB. We need stuff to eat today. So we went, got a bunch. And I was hell-bent to hit that back wall and get your sa sausage line that the hardcore carnivore sausage carried by HEB. You have the cheddar jalapeno, the Tex-Mex, the prime rib, and the, the beef with brisket. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, we cooked them. We actually wound up cooking them Friday night. Okay. Once we got back, and they're fantastic. They, they, no, no, they're tremendous. Thank you. Tremendous. They cooked very nice. Um, we hit a couple hot spots on the grill. The casings held up. You know, they there was no blowout on them. You know, they were hot as hell to cut but that was my fault because i didn't have any we didn't have any gloves and i'm doing them barehanded it was after the rodeo i might add but anyway you were just raw dog and sausage after the rodeo yeah. yeah for sure um yeah they were all fantastic thank you i, I believe we all agreed the cella the cheddar jalapeno was the top dog. That's my favorite. Not gonna because lie. You get you go to any different stores and you buy the cheddar jalapeno sausage. You cook it, you cut it, and it looks like a sausage. Yep. With green specks. You don't get any of the cheddar cheese. Unless. Unless it's the hardcore carnivore brand and it is loaded with jalapeno and cheddar cheese. You know? It was fantastic. We tried when we were developing that. I'm like, you know, like needs more cowbell, but I was like, needs more cheese. Like it's got to yeah. have more fucking cheese. That's the whole point. You don't buy it. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you don't buy a cheddar jalapeno to get a suggestion of cheese. It's got to have good cheese just distribution. Like, and we're working on new flavors as well. You know, it's not, again, 
if you if you don't know who I am and you're hearing us talk tonight and it's like, oh, she's got this and that and the other, she just must go and like agree to license her name on anything. Like I work on developing every single one of those products until it tastes the way that I reckon it should taste. So um, yeah, I'm excited for you. Hopefully by the time you come down next time, we'll have a new one for you to try too. All right. But yeah, the cheddar jalapeno was definitely number one. Um, they, it was very tight at number two between the Tex-Mex and the beef with brisket. Mm. The Tex-Mex flavor was incredible because you think of Tex-Mex and you nailed the flavor profile with it. Thank you. Those were fantastic. The beef brisket it was a very savory sausage, which you would expect for being beef. Yeah, yeah. And it has a bit of black pepper in there as well to sort of give a hark to barbecue brisket, natural hardwood smoke. I can see Stephen Chow asked if it will be available in Florida, but you're going to have to come to Texas because it is an exclusive HEB product. Yeah. Um, but it's worth the trip. <laughs> yeah. Then the the prime rib, I suppose, with, the, with all the guys' opinion, was in the bottom spot. Okay. They – I loved it. Daddy Dutch loved it. Um, people were saying that it was a bit salty, but I thought it was right on because anytime I've ever had prime rib, now we we do I do a lot with cigars. Okay. So we have cigar dinners and we'll go to restaurants and it will be a prime rib dinner. Okay. So for 20 years of going to those dinners, prime rib dinners. Salt is the only thing on the table, and everybody puts the salt on the prime rib. Everybody yeah. you've seen. So the flavor profile for that was right on. I, my opinion, was right on the mark too. That there was the salt content in it went great with that prime rib. Oh, so they were they were wonderful. Thank you. Um, you thanks for trying. Great job. I can't. And they're a great price point. Yes. It was there's six dollars. Yeah, six forty-nine. And actually right now they have a coupon on them all the way through till the fifth. Yeah. So if you're at an HEB, there's a dollar off packages with the yellow coupon there. So yeah, we tried to keep it, you know, it's all natural casing, it's all hardwood smoked. They're made in Texas. Um big focus, like the prime rib it it has prime rib in it. The beef has brisket in it. Um, I don't really think there's a point in bringing things out unless you can really make an impact and, and a statement and a, and a footprint by what you put your name to. So thank you so much for trying them. Look, you know, the whole thing is you're not, you know, I don't expect everyone to love every flavor, but hopefully you can find at least one that you like within there. That sounds like you, you guys did that. So I'm wondering if we took any pictures i know i took the i took the pictures originally because i i needed to separate them on the grill so in my mind i had to put them in in the same order i do that all the time and the grill they were on i'm not in i was not in brooklyn in 2006 i mean if i was it was literally for the day but i don't even think that that was the case and so we enjoyed them on Friday night. Good. And for the whole time, 
we're always discussing, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to go to HEB at some point tomorrow again. And Daddy, we were talking about breakfast. Steve, Uncle Steve had made these this candy bacon. Oh, my God, with his sweet dessert shake. If you have never tried it, find it. You're going to die for it. It goes on everything. You know, take you back yeah, back in the day, the cinnamon toast sprinkle you put on toast. Uh-huh. Put that on crack. Oh, he has taken it to another level. All right. It 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 is it is wild. But so we came up. I don't know if it was me or him. We were talking about breakfast. So we decided on breakfast pizzas. So I went to HEB, bought a couple of the pre-made crusts, some queso blanco, <clears throat> and a couple other things. He, Dutch had made his world-famous jalapeno popper sandwiches All right. Thursday night, so he still had the filling left over. So we made breakfast pizzas with the queso blanco. Oh, that's wild. The hol- your sausages. Oh, instead of pepperoni? We diced the sausages nice. up to like pepperoni slices in small little chunks. Nice. And uh and topped it, don't glob the top with the jalapeno popper um cream cheese the mixture. Did you take photos? Come on now. I'm fat. Let's go. Of course I did. Awesome. <laughs> I need to see what it looked like. At least I got a couple. Uh, for sleep or barbecue, you can you can I... buy all of our products everywhere except the sausage. The sausage is only available in Texas at ATB. All right. Let's see if we can get a good. I'm I'm excited to. <laughs> that looks amazing. This keep it straight, dummy. This one is the one with your sausage. Okay. And this one was I don't I can't remember if the sausage was in there also, but we also used the leftover tri-tip. But the queso is like that's that's the move, you know? Like that's the move right there. Yeah. So I like fan, what you did there. Fantastic. Feel free to use it. Thank I'd you. like to see your spin on it. Well, seeing you were the you were the basis of one of the pieces. So it's all out, but God, I'd love to see what you could do. I'm honestly gonna try and experiment with using the smoked sausage as, as an actual regular pizza topping. If you cut it thin enough, try to have it perform like pepperoni. Oh, oh yes. Might be a Texan after all. Oh, God. <laughs> <Means now> Dutch. <laughs> Grabbing the brisket, boys. I'm going to start a side hustle shipping hardcore sausages out of state. You should, man. You'll say, I'll get a call from HQ at, at HEB. They'll be like, one of the Houston stores is selling a lot of sausages, way more than everyone else. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Oh, brother Rick, Rick's barbecue and specialties. What's up, brother? 
but yeah, the the sausage yeah. on those breakfast pizzas, oh, it was out of this world, out of this world. It's, um, it's a, it, I'm gonna have to try that now. Thank you for sharing and thank you for the photo inspiration. Oh, you know, like I said, you get about that's all we do. We're constantly thinking of what the next meal is, and especially during Houston when we're all down together at, you know, it's like we're just enjoying our times together, you know, because we're from everywhere, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Iowa, California, Ohio, and we all, and God knows where else, and we all converge on Houston, Texas for four or five days. It's awesome. And it's just it's just wonderful to uh to get together with everybody. Like I said, I'll now say it again. We know we've said it a thousand times. Thank you, Uncle Steve, for your hospitality, your generosity, having all us crazy son of a bitches staying at your house and coming in from the hotel and having your house party central before the cook-off and everything you do for us with the cook-off itself. So thank you, brother. We all love you. Um, while we were at the cook-off, I believe you were still in Austin. You this is this is gonna get you think I did my research before, Jess. This is about to get creepy. Oh god, okay. How was Leroy and Lewis's on Saturday night? Hey, uh, it was amazing. I'm not, I'm, I'm editing my video at the moment. Um, so Leroy, Evan Leroy is one of the most talented pit masters in the world. If you know about the boat method of brisket where you foil it and leave the top uncovered. Um, I know Brad from Chud's barbecue has put that on his YouTube. He learned that from Evan. Evan pioneered that, that method. Also, fun fact, I brought Evan out to Australia when I used to put on an event called the Carnivores Ball. And Lindsay, his wife, is one of my closest friends. When I moved from Australia, I lived with Evan and Lindsay for three months while I found my permanent home here. So they're like family to me. And to see them finally open their brick and mortar, they had a friends and family opening this weekend, was badass. And he's doing amazing stuff. Like his signature meat is actually a whole top blade roast, like a flat iron that's cooked like a brisket. Fucking sick. So they will officially open this Wednesday. And I, it, it's very elevated barbecue. They have a smoked burger. It's a little bit different, but it's really cool to be able to try something different. So I would definitely encourage you all to do it. But I would love to know how you figured that one out. <laughs> I and I will say this, and I had to put mags equals stalker. No mm -hmm. Dutch. I was with you the whole time. I have pictures, I have videos, and people to prove it that I was with you. And this is how I know. Thank you, Ryan Newland, for making mags look good. My friend Ryan Newland, who owns Backline Fabrication and built my pit because they were really un did they un was at that event were they unveiling the new pit yeah they they i think they used the new pit but they were more sort of focused on unveiling the restaurant but i did yeah. see someone there in a backline shirt that was him but he didn't say hi no he's shy he talks oh. a big game he goes because he texted he called me he texted me and goes hey you got jess coming on monday right and i'm like yeah She's right here. She 
there was a bunch of people around I came to see, and that was her. She was there. Ryan built that pit for them. Awesome. So Good that's he, he was there to, for the unveiling and all to show that off. That's badass. And there's JB right there. Wonder who <laughs> the new smoker trailer is. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, the, the, the re, yeah the restaurants in Austin is in South Austin, and I think the and they have a full bar in there, which Ooh, is important. Um, and they're actually using our chili lime on a couple of their cocktails as the rim. Ooh, I like that idea. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. But yeah, like I said, it was going to come out uh, come out very creepy right there for a minute. But it well, all tell Ryan next time he has to say hello, please. He's very shy. I try, <laughs> I try to take him out of out of his uh, out of his shell once in a while, but you know it, it it's tough to do from two thousand miles away. <laughs> if he has bad reception, then hangs up on me. <laughs> but um, anything? Oh. You put out a, sh a short clip today, if I'm not mistaken, of a, was it like a pasta jambalaya? Oh, pasta laya? Yeah, that was yesterday. I put up oh. a barbacoa today. There's lots of shit. Go look at me on social media. Um, that that looked very simple to make, and it looked fantastic. It's a cheater. Like, so I have a lot of friends from South Louisiana, and I will say this. A, a, a traditional pastelaya is really, really dark in color because you make a roux just like for a gumbo, which is usually really dark. But I didn't want it to be like that. I wanted it to be a little lighter, a little creamier. So I figured out a way to do it all in one bowl, all in one pot. And you kind of you cook the pasta in what ends up being the sauce, so it just mm -hmm. gets really rich and thick and delicious. But if you are like us and you like eating great food, and you might be the type of person to put queso on a breakfast pizza, and you like creamy pastas with delicious things like smoked sausage, uh, I definitely recommend the pasta layer recipe. Awesome. Oh. Thanks, Guys, Christy. I Christy, uh, just FYI, Michelada is now chili lime. So if you go and look for it, okay, that's what you need to look for. I'm like, was gonna get there. I'm like, Michelada. I'm like, I didn't see that one. Chili lime. It just got re. It got renamed and we reformulated it. Yeah, we do and have pretty good accents. That's right. And boys, we still gotta get the message going to figure out a day. Uh, a Monday night to get you boys on. I think we're gonna have a we'll have a killer round table between all you guys and, and me. I think we'll have an absolute blast with that. Um so Jess, let's narrow down. Uh anything are you working on anything coming out the season wise, sauce wise, of maybe a little hint? Obviously, you got the show, the TV show coming up. The TV show is a pretty big one. So at the moment, I think it's due to come out in September. Um, I've got some some new seasonings that I'm working on. Like they're just starting to get into R&D because we just released Cajun less than a month ago. So that's our big new one. Um, working on those new sausage flavors. So always something on the go. And I'll be doing uh, cooking at Live Fire in Austin, which is a Texas Food and Wine Alliance event in April. 
Um, and also the You Grill Girl, which is also in Austin. They do it at Franklin Barbecue. And I'm I'm sure there's I know I have to go to Australia twice in May for work for work to cook. Ooh. Um so yeah, lots of just lots of stuff coming down the pipeline. But you you know, I'm gonna keep smashing away and posting a bunch of recipes and videos and content. So yeah, awesome. follow, follow me, say hi on social. All right. And it's all either hardcore carnivore or just piles on all social medias. Yes, exactly. All right, guys. Go check them out. Like I said, that pasta dish had me going. Ooh. I, hey, I was, thank you for having me on, Johnny. I really appreciate um, it. So much. Anytime, anytime you feel like talking with a guy with a funky accent, just shoot me a message and we'll get you on. We'll have a good old time. That's awesome. Thank you, everyone, in the comments. You guys have been awesome. This is such a such a fun place to be. So cheers. I really appreciate it, guys. Oh, thank you, Jess. But that's it, folks. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Um, you know, catch the re catch the replay, Facebook, YouTube. Um, the audio will be up shortly within the next half an hour on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, all wherever you get the audio, it'll be there for you. Um, I'm gonna put out a poll on all the content I did on Thursday. Do you think I should just drop them all at once or do one a day and just build it up throughout the next week or so? Or one or two a day, because they're you know little short 10 minute deals. So let me know in the comments or email me, message me, call me, smoke signal me, whatever you all need to do. But uh, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Uncle Steve. Thank you, Gabriel and Joe's Meat Market. I appreciate you. And until next week, keep the smoke rolling.